The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia Nussie. Bruce Clay and Jessica Lee are in Las Vegas this week, attending, blogging, speaking, and generally having a good old time at PubCon. Luckily, we've still got insightful analysis to step in for them today. Manager of Software Development, Aaron Landerkin, and Senior SEO Analyst, Marianne Robbins. Thank you guys for coming on the show, of course. Um, Sure. Not the first time, but... (laughs) So you can catch SEM Synergy every Thursday at 3 Eastern and noon Pacific. You can also download it whenever you want from Webmaster Radio's search engine optimization channel. Stream it on SEMSynergy.com. Pick it up on iTunes. PubCon is on its third day right now. The famous pub crawl will be taking place tonight, which is a great way to end any show, if you ask me. (laughs) And the, the attendees definitely deserve it, considering the busy week they've had with all the sessions going on covering everything from social media, rep management, affiliate marketing, local search, PPC, you name it. Um, And if you were following the hashtag, the PubCon hashtag on Twitter, there was definitely some interesting discussion going on. Um, Let's see, some of the the interesting ones to me was like, um, uh, it's all about site quality, not simply page quality. Content performance is a key to great SEO. Right. I think that's something, well, I mean, here at our company, we've been doing that pretty much forever, right? We don't just fix one page and expect it to be everything. We always look at the site as a whole and make recommendations based on how we think the site should look to search engines and users and, and try to get it to be the best it can be. Yeah, I think, I think with, I mean, there's been a lot of the algorithm changes. We're still seeing more Panda updates. We're seeing a lot of these changes. I think overall site quality and uh, is one of the ways that you can just become, like, algorithm resistant, I think, is the way through all of these changes, you, you're not sure what's going to happen next with Google. The best way is just to stay and make sure that overall your site is the best it can be because you every, every you know, every conference where there's going to be some update from Google <laughs> and right. and you don't want to have to keep changing your site every time and you know any uh, you know they're looking for any way to kind of detect spammers you know there's not just you don't need to just be a spammer to have been hit by panda there's a lot of good sites that are also have gotten um, you know taken out with that and are looking now to adjust and it's the best way to make sure whatever's next from Google is overall site quality every page being the best it can be and and writing content that's going to be um, valuable to your visitors right and the, the content performance part of that tweak goes into that too right mm-hmm. panda was like kind of the the content update, like making sure people with crap content didn't get ranked. Um, <clears throat> and uh, having quality content has always been, you know, a real 
driver of SEO. I think now it's just more important, you know, and that the content quality and the site quality go hand in hand. You can't just have one good page on your site with good content and expect your whole site to rank for every keyword that you want. Um, you have to have good quality and good site architecture and everything has to be set up right. And you really have to take, take the time to take care of everything. I think that I saw a figure that something like 17% of queries were affected by Panda. Uh, and, and then of course, last week's uh, algorithm update, which is being referred to as the freshness update, is apparently affecting like 35% of queries. And um, if Panda affected uh, or was setting out to target quality content, this one is about, you know, timeliness and is it the most current and up-to-date content? Not that I, I guess when you're searching for stuff, it does have a big role and if it's the right thing. It's it's hard. It depends on what someone's looking for. I think I do, you know, get frustrated myself when I'm looking for something and I find an old article. It's out of date. It's something that's expired. Um, it's uh, it, that kind of con- that's that frustrates the user. So I can see from a user experience, Google really wants to provide that kind of content, and that's in part why you've seen in the past news results being. Uh, placed it. Those are the most timely, up to date. It's. I think Google wants to give you know satisfy everybody whether or not the take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do we have to wait? We have to wait for the train. No, no, no. no. I oh. just I started a new drinking game. If okay. you're listening to the podcast and the train goes by, you should take a drink. You have a drink. Shouldn't we just like stop talking? Okay. <laughs> no, it's way more fun this way. <laughs> okay. All right, but the. <laughs> Back on topic, the <laughs> freshness update. I think when people are looking for something, if you're looking for coupon codes, you don't want expired ones. You want up-to-date ones. If you're looking for uh, a new, the latest maybe uh, medical information or something about a current study or research, you, you don't want something from 1999. And we are, you know, with the Internet, we are looking that there's information online that's been there for 12, 14 years. It has page rank. It's been established. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's going to rank really, really well. And then what do you do with that? Is that the most up-to-date information? Or is there something, you know, how do you value that? Um, so uh, I think we've, we've looked at aged uh, links being important, you know, as, as a factor. But if it's, old, if it's, if it's, if it's research from, from 10 years ago, is that as valuable as a current link to something that's the, the current uh, research? Um, you know, if you're looking at research into robotics, what about the, the latest updates to, uh, that Honda has been doing with their robot versus mm-hmm. what was done in, in 2000? So you have all those kind of news stories that people might be looking for or research that they're doing that you want it to have. You know, so Google trying to satisfy both of that, I can see where both sides. So they have, they can't give just one the freshness update. That doesn't make sense. Um, but they still, you know, so they're in a catch twenty two. Really, right. well, it's going to be tweaked over time even yeah. more, right? I mean, because like you said, it's based on the intent. If someone's looking for something that's deemed to be kind of a research topic, they may or may not want information that's that's mm-hmm. brand new. And so it's, there's probably going to be some mix there. Um, where not all of the results are brand new, but not all of them are from 2002 either. Um, and, and, and they also provide those, those tools on the side where you can choose uh, when, they, when they found the page, like 
last year or within the last month. You I use those wonder, quite a bit. Yeah, I, I don't know how much, how effective that is because the page could you could have done a redesign, and you know, so is that That's content? True. And and sometimes those dates are really off. You'll have them uh, Google randomly grabbing like a date that was in your privacy policy was updated, right. or a date from within your content, and it's completely not a date related to an update date. So th- we've seen that that problem with Google not just. I, I tend to use those more when I, when the. The answer that I'm looking for is, is definitely like a question answer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see like forum sites or or like these question answer sites like Stack Overflow or mm-hmm. Cure or something. They'll they'll come up uh, when I use those those search tools more often than not because I'm trying to narrow down those results more than anything mm-hmm. else. All right. Well that's interesting. I hadn't thought about it as uh, the freshness update as a way to kind of balance out the, you know, old um, uh, established kind of pay drink issue that happens um but there's also more pubcon stuff over at the blog that you will want to check out our live blog coverage is there you can go to bit.ly slash conf blog uh like c-o-n-f like conference and that's where the posts are but it's time for a quick break right now stay right there more sem synergies on the way this webmasterradio.fm program is presented by AFCONEvents.com, A-F-F-C-O-N-Events.com. Dive deep into five days of digital marketing education and information at AFCON's inaugural Digital Marketers Cruise, March 17th to the 21st, 2012. Be a sponsor, exhibitor, or register today at AFCONEvents.com. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. SEO is like a roulette wheel, hoping that you put in the right meta tags and keywords on your page so that your site lands on the top spot. Don't just take the gamble. Go with the sure thing. The premier business-to-business on-air and on-demand podcast network, webmasterradio.fm. We can place the right keywords and messages from a 30-second spot to a 30-minute monthly special. Plus, we give you the banner ads, links, and placement to bring you more traffic from not just search marketing pros listening to our SEO channel, but from all of our listeners and podcasters searching for you. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for consultation today. 
Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia, and I'm joined by Michael DeRouche, chiropractor at Audio Chiropractic in Los Angeles, and a well-known SEO and webmaster by necessity, focusing on local search and speaking to us right now from PubCon in Las Vegas. Thanks for taking some time to come on the show while you're in lovely Las Vegas, Michael. Thanks for having me. So um, this is recording on Wednesday. This show is going to be airing Thursday. But on Tuesday, you uh, spoke a solo presentation on local search rankings. And you gave tips on how to figure out customer categories by asking customers questions online. Um, You know, like, do you use your phone? Uh, Interesting things like that. And you categorize customers as power users and elites, GPS users, iPhone users, Droid, BlackBerry fans, Facebook, Foursquare, Yelp, Gowalla, Gmail, Yahoo, MSN. What would a business, a local business owner be able to do with that information? How would they leverage that? So basically what we're, what we're doing, and it's not something we're necessarily doing online. A lot of this we're doing in the field. So I use examples that if you were a, a dentist or a, any place that, that can gather customer data in, in person, you know, where somebody's filling out a form of some, of some sort, um, and then a lot of it is employee attention to what users or what customers are, are using uh, and making note of, of phone models and things like that. Uh, so example is the email. is We're categorized by somebody, for example, that has a Gmail account. If the, if the local business is looking to get more reviews, they've already got a step ahead if they focus on the people that already have a Gmail account rather than going through the process of, you know, asking somebody that's familiar with the business, mm-hmm. can you go in online, create an account, write a review? That, most people will realize that that takes a lot of effort. Um, so we've been seeking ways to find uh, ways to cut corners. So we're finding that that benefits SEOs, it benefits the, the clients they're serving, and, you know, it's just an easier way to figure out um, who's, you know, who's got the ability and who has the tools to go ahead and take care of this stuff online now so the business doesn't have to chase after every customer and, and you know, hopefully find the evangelist and get them engaged. Gotcha. Who's got the lowest bar- ent- barrier to entry to just start helping Exactly. Um, okay. And... Here's an interesting tip that you also gave. When looking at um, places, pages, and mining data for who's ranking, you saw that um, Wikipedia can come up a lot. uh, And essentially, they're a scraper site. Um, So did Panda change any of that? And then how can a a small business or a local business compete with a, a website like Wikipedia? So I, I don't know that, that Panda is changing that, but the, the point I was making there was that if you look at the anatomy of a place page and you look at um, what data Google pulls, you know, they're pulling images, and if the business doesn't provide images, they're pulling images from, from their properties like Panoramio, uh, and if the business doesn't provide content, they're pulling content from places like Wikipedia. So most mm-hmm. local businesses don't have Wikipedia content, but the example I used was most of the major hotels in Las Vegas have 
a Wikipedia page. And my, my point was that it, it's, it's far more advantageous to the business um, to manage that page and provide their own content because if they don't provide content, Google's going to pull to their, their next source, which is Wikipedia. And you might not be happy with you know, what's appearing on the page. Ah, uh, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't. I know that you know Google's obviously got their tentacles looking for information anywhere, but I didn't think that they would go to something like Wikipedia. right. So if you think of it like a like a, um, I don't want to necessarily say a scraper page, but when they build their page, they they look for places to put together that page and and create content for the user. So they, you know they they're again they're pulling images and then they pull. Uh, information. So if the business provides a paragraph or so of information, they may be more likely to share that. And if it's not provided, they'll seek out alternatives. Um, and Wikipedia is definitely one of those sources. Gotcha. Okay, so as far as reviews go, and we all know the importance of that social influence, the power of reviews online, um, with negative reviews, you suggest that people just deal with it. Um, is there... I know that it, it's going to look more credible if there are some negative to kind of balance out, you know, something that's a lot of, if there are a lot of good positive reviews, is there some kind of magic ratio that people find most believable or, you know, just, or do- you know, in my experience, there is a, there, I don't know if it's a, a magic ratio, but for most of us, and I think most of us have this behavior where if, if you saw 55 star reviews on a business, I think most of us would be go, oh, wow, I wonder how many of these are written by staff or family or employees, mm-hmm. even though they might all be genuine and, you know, might be a great business. But if there's, if there's a handful of reviews in there that are, um, that are four-star or three-star, I think those add credibility. And then those reviews that are one-star, usually you can read those reviews. Um, and that's one of the sessions I'm working on today is you can read those reviews and see that they're competitors, they're haters. Uh, you can look and click through, and, and I do this as a user, if I see a one-star, you know, ranting, horrible review, and then I click through to that user either on Yelp or Google, and I notice they pretty much always write ranting one-star reviews, mm-hmm. you know, like 10, 10 one-star reviews to one five-star review, and that's pretty much the only thing they ever do. I would I would uh, discount that individual and say, okay, well, you know, I'm not counting on anything this person writes. So uh, in my experience, I think most people do look at that, and the times I've asked people uh, how many reviews do they look at, so let's say a business has 2,000, most people have told me like 7 to 10 or maybe 12, depending. You know, if they were buying a car, they'd look at many of them. Mm-hmm. But if they're booking a hotel, uh, 10 to 12 reviews is going to give them a pretty good idea of what they're looking for. Gotcha. Well, that's good. And then this is kind of like tangential, and but so... Social media, a lot of businesses are, are kind of dipping their toes into the space and figuring out what works for them. And then there's this question of should we have a social media policy for employees and, you know, how can we um, engage with the community regarding things that are said negatively? And do we allow people to post negative comments on our Facebook page or do we delete them? And, I mean, you look at something like, there was um, Chapstick, and they had posted an, a new ad for with this image of this girl kind of bent over, and people were like, this is so crass, or saying weird things about her, and they were deleting <laughs> all the comments. And, and then I also follow, like, Kraft Mac and Cheese on Facebook, and um, they'll, they'll do something like, 
Mac is to cheese as um, as you are to blank, and then you, of course, you know, people are going to comment with all kinds of like sexy right. or offensive or whatever, and they just let that all go. And so it's just funny to see. Do, do you find that there's a how to balance that? You know, controlling your Facebook page and the negative stuff set on there. Yeah, I I don't know about you know the that full control of that. Um, if you're going to just let the community be the community, you have to kind of that that definitely is going to be the policy of, of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on some level, that's the the best way to go mm-hmm. is to try to be as pr- transparent as possible and, and let the community you know be the community. Um, but if the company is posting stuff that that potentially attracts you know the negative. Uh, information and things like that, then, then that's something they've got to look at internally, you know, and see, well, okay, what kind of, what kind of behavior are we, uh, are we uh, setting ourselves up for? That's true. You know, so, so that's, that's on the company. So I know in our cases, social media policy for a, for a healthcare office, we go through with staff on what, uh, what people in the office are permitted to take pictures of and, and things like that, because people do like to come in with cameras mm. and take photographs. You know, we wouldn't want them taking photographs of other other patients and things right. like that. And so we're trying to respect people's privacy. Right, that's but a delicate, especially as delicate space, Facebook pages and things, uh, I do think that's an internal policy. And, I, and I'd like to see businesses just be more transparent and let people do what they do. And then hopefully you know, consumers don't go, oh, it's a business's fault. This, this is all, you know, crazy stuff on here. You're right. Yeah. If you think about it, you know, uh, Chapstick was kind of asking for it with, a, with yeah, an ad. Because if we if we keep trying to control what the behavior is going to be, we miss out on the whole uh, conversation. I think, um, and I, I think people are getting smarter and smarter and going, okay, it's not the business's fault that all this you know stuff content is showing up. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, unless they're unless they're targeting that, you know, setting themselves up with with uh, social bait and things of that nature. So you've got a couple more sessions at the conference that you're going to be speaking at, but I, you did mention uh, just a moment ago before we started recording that uh, you were at the keynote this morning, which was Matt Cutts. Yes. And uh, he kind of looked at the future of internet marketing. He was looking at the uh, the future of SEO, and he had um, three slides, I believe, that I found were interesting. So uh, one was social, a greater emphasis on social. Um, another was a greater emphasis on mobile, which he included voice with that, so mobile and, and voice. Uh, and he mm-hmm. mentioned both Siri and Android uh, voice uh, uh, voice activity. Mm-hmm. And then he mentioned local. So I was pretty excited to hear uh, all three of those. Any thoughts on if you would recommend businesses, well, local businesses, claiming a Google Plus brand, uh, page? Um yeah, that's been that's been quite a buzz here this week. I think that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think local businesses should be hiring Bruce Clay and get to work. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's actually one of the things I do say here at the conference a lot because I am one of the few local business owners, um, and I tell people it's just too much work. So you have to hire an SEO, and you really should hire you know either an individual or a team and and move forward on that because how is the local business owner going to know that? that that was made, announced on Monday, you know, so Google Plus pages for businesses. They're, they're typically going to miss that stuff. Mm, that's good you advice. Know? So it's great to have somebody that's working on your behalf that can take care of that for you. 
Well, we love to hear that. That's for sure. <laughs> Job security for the industry. Uh, thanks, Michael. Anything else you're excited for at Vegas? Or? Uh, I'm excited to be done with my session so I can relax and just listen to speakers. Uh, well, I hope you do enjoy it. And the pub crawl, would you be participating in that? I will be participating in that. Looking forward to it. Fun, fun. Okay, you can find Michael on Twitter, where he's at chiropractic. And you can read the Search Focus blog that you write at michaeldarouche.com. And that's uh, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-D-O-R-A-U-S. S-C-H. And, of course, if you're ever in the L.A. area and need an adjustment, find Michael at A-D-O-L-A, A-D-I-O-L-A dot com. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Michael. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. All right. Stick around. There's more SEM Synergy after the break. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit the Internet Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com. As you know, being an expert at f What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f performance to the next level the language of course we're talking about managing facebook ads on aquizio oh buy track manage optimize and report on media across all major ad networks visit aquizio.com to get a demo today aquizio search social display one platform Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-server solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. Ad Media tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything Ad Media can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. Ad Media, strong ROI made simple. Your virtual webmaster frat house. WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia here with Arian and Marianne again. And Google Plus has been making some significant moves lately, most notably with the introduction of brand pages this week. Interesting stuff. Yeah, so I saw um, yesterday 
which would be the seventh, <laughs> since this show is aired later. Um, the, the first introduction I had to the, the brand pages was the Muppets page, which I thought was awesome because uh, I'm a huge fan of the Muppets. And I thought that the coolest part about it was that they had the Hangout feature, the Google Plus Hangout feature as part of the business pages, and it allowed you to kind of interact with the business or brand, in this case the Muppets, online in a much better way than Facebook does. So instead of just going to the page and reading what they post and being like, oh, this is cool, I like it, um, or plus one it in this case, um, you actually get to interact with people that work at the business or um, employees or well, the people who work at the business. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like but you get to the interact with the business. Of it as kind of like office hours, like open yeah. hours. Yeah, it's like <laughs> open hours. Like I'm here in the hangout for my business. You can come and ask me anything. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about a sale, great. If you don't, that's cool. I'm here too. This is part of my social media experiment, right? So I thought that was really cool, and I hope more uh, businesses do it, especially the Muppets, because I was bummed I missed it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of wonder with how many businesses are going to devote a lot of time, though, that they have Facebook, they have Twitter, they have Google+. Now, you know, that's the how much time businesses are really going to devote to wanting to be have these things, you know, constantly. But obviously now you have to have a Google Plus page now for your business. You have to set it up. Um, and it's it's going to be tied into the Plus Ones, even affecting your AdWords, um, right. going to be affecting search results. So um, from that standpoint, for, your, for both organic rankings and pay-per-click, it's both going to be important to have that tie that together and have and get the plus ones uh, if that does start affecting your rankings we're starting to see some signs that the plus one is affecting some rankings potentially um, and then obviously it's also affecting rankings for when people are signed in the plus uh, plus ones from their friends yeah. I mean it can uh, you know from 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 an SEO standpoint I think it's important you know to trying to build that up if that's going to become a ranking factor. But do you abandon Facebook to put more effort into Google Plus One? Right. Yeah. With limited resources, I mean, I, I it's totally understandable. People aren't going to be jumping to Google and optimizing that. But then think about what Google's big vision is for all mm. this. And it's really interesting to think of something like Direct Connect, where you put in your Google Omnibox, like, you know, plus Pepsi or whatever it is, and then you get taken straight to you don't have a results page. It's just Pepsi's brand page. And, right. you know, wouldn't it be awesome, Google thinks, if, you know, all people's interactions are done through Google? Well, of course they do. That's exactly <laughs> what they want. But, I mean, but that direct connecting is almost like, remember back in the day, the AOL keyword? Yeah. yeah. Right? Like in right. 2002, you'd see a commercial and it'd say, type in AOL keyword Pepsi. <laughs> and you type it in, it would go to some AOL, you know, page and, that was okay, but I mean, I think if people want to look for the site, they'll still look for Pepsi or go to their site. It's gonna that's gonna be kind of a hard habit to break, I think. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, Google totally wants you to do everything through them. That's why they're incorporating all this stuff. Right. Right now, Google Places isn't connected to Page or um, Plus, but I would see that happening yeah, soon. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I think they're going to have to tie. So all everything on your online with your business is all tied together and they can associate a website on a geographical place location if you're a brick and mortar store and then all of your online presence. 
I think it's going to be difficult to kind of tie everything together because of the constraints of, you know, uh, confirming or, or claiming places pages, um, how you deal with multiple, if it's a the Muppets, I mean, how do you, you know, just a movie studio, they're going to have multiple sites for a movie. Right. Um, it's going to be time limited because it's just a, but well, for a, a movie. For some if it things was, anyway, For yeah. some things. And, thing, and, and dealing with a brand like that versus a brick and mortar store, if it was just a small local store or if you're a small local business, how, you know, how that would affect you. Um, but I think it is something where you could almost your online presence, you don't need a website anymore. You know, you, right. I've seen people where uh, small local businesses here in CME that don't have a website. They have a Google Places page. They've got their Yelp page. They're on Facebook. That's all they need. They don't need a right. website and they don't need somebody maintaining it. I can see that being a possibility for local businesses where they can interact with every their customers. They can provide their hours and customer service all through, say, Google Plus or Facebook or or and other um, right. information online about right. you know. And we talked about that actually on the show a couple of weeks ago. Like it, it all, it's almost becoming where, you, like you say, you don't need the site mm-hmm. because people like like if I look up a business, I look at the site usually just as like confirmation that this is a reputable business because almost all the other information I need is I can find on the map like the map results or Google Places or Yelp or Yahoo Local or whatever. And those, um, when I search for a business, those are the sites that usually come up in the search results anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I get all my info from them. And then if they, I try to look for a site just to confirm that, you know, they're alive and I'm not going to call some dead number. But even if I don't find one, I'll still try it usually. So. Yeah, and I mean, also for you know Google Places or Google local optimization, it's only been really for brick and mortar stores. Now, hopefully, right. for Google Plus, if if you're an online brand, you just have a site that's a website, and you don't have a physical location. This hopefully will allow you to do the same thing, where you're able to interact with your customers and and have your business online without. Obviously, you're still going to need a website, but you're you're going to be able to interact with people through so through Google like plus uh plus page i guess it's just more you know it's just more control that google's yeah more information that google's getting and we had, we had a blog post written not too long ago um about how all these changes that they're making you know is is, is google's really trying to integrate themselves into to every facet of your life right they they're gonna have they have your mail they have search they're gonna have your social as long as more people sign up and they have your business, they have everything you do, location tracking, I mean, because they have your phone too. They have everything. And yeah. they're going to, and, and now with that, that bar at the top, if you have Google Plus and you're signed in, they know all of the accounts you have with Google. They can tie all those together. And I think they're, they're really trying to, to, to just get as much information as possible and, and in order to make everything they do more relevant to you. Well, I think if they were trying to get more people to look at their social network seriously, that bringing commerce and brands to the, the like space is definitely gonna can only help them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you know, soon we'll be seeing the buttons, like um, I guess, like uh, a new icon that businesses can put on their web- websites to help people to bring people over to the Google Plus page. Right. So a lot more visibility for Google there. 
Um, but that's all the time we have this week. Uh, check out Bruce Clay Inc. as well as SEM Synergy on Facebook and on Twitter for updates from us and go to scmsynergy.com for more on our guests and topics. And please come to Webmaster Radio's chat room sometime if you're ever free on Thursdays at noon Pacific. Have a great week and thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.